No, yeah, we went to a did. terrible church when I was a kid. It would last mm. like all day long. They molest you? Oh, no. Wow. No. No, they didn't. How bad can it be then? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Welcome to the All American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co host, me. Now, let's get into it. that old-time religion, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Old-time religion. Well, John, what, what, what brought that on? I'm glad you asked, you bunch of heathens. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those episodes. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> How are we doing, folks? Now, we're getting ready for work this morning. I had uh, guitar lessons, Spanish guitar lessons this morning, so it's always on Wednesdays, so I'm a little bit behind. But we're getting ready for work, and Sheila always listens to praise music in the bathroom and stuff. We're getting ready. It's, it's a great way to start the morning. You know, I, I, me, I'm more about, like, I'd rather listen to Pac or some Biggie and bust some caps in some people's. Like, yeah, let's get set for the day. But uh, she was listening to it. Um, she was listening, and she likes more contemporary praise music. And not, not that there's anything wrong with it, but there's just a lot of things wrong with it. It's, <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. These youth people, these youth pastors, and these youth song leaders, it's like, God bless them. But, you know, how many times are you going to repeat a chorus before it's like, bro, seriously, you know, let's just all put your hands in the, in the air right now. Let's just praise her. God, we love you. God, we love you. God. We, and it's just like 20 times. And you're kind of like, bro, even God's like, bro, is, is that all you got? Like, come on. I inspire poetry. I inspire music. I inspire the greatest works of the Sistine Chapel by Michelangelo. But all you've got is, I love you, God. It's like, I know. I know. I know everything. I know. Change it up. You got to throw a curveball every so often. What is this? What is this? Sing another verse. Sing another verse, you heathens. Nah, so... And we just got to talking about that, and I was just kind of like, I I don't normally listen to praise music. Um, I probably should more, because it definitely puts you in a better 
mental condition, you know, a little bit more yeah. grateful, a little bit more humbling, a little bit more, um, I don't know what the word, I guess in touch with God. Um, but I told us like, I'm more of a old school. Like I like the, give me that old time religion. Yeah, I like so the here. stuff that they would sing in the, like what, what are some of your favorites? The old, old school ones. Uh, the guy I'm really listening to a lot right now is, uh, his name's, uh, Charles Jenkins. Charles Jenkins. What's yeah. uh, one of his songs? Uh, our God is awesome. He sings, uh, my these God days, is awesome. Yeah. Okay. These days, Wait, uh, is it that, Elijah, is it that our God is an awesome guy? No, no, no. Okay. No, it's, it's really good. It's great. He's got a choir with them and it's, it's nice. Just check Pastor Jenkins and fellowship Chicago. Awesome. Yeah, it is. My God it's is really awesome. Good. Charles Jenkins. He's got mm. another one called War. It's really War? good. War? Yeah. That's a worship song? Yeah, it's, oh. it's good. Okay. I, I really like it. It's more upbeat. <laughs> Lord, we need war. It's like, whoa. Now, let's give it a listen real quick. Everybody, let's give God this worship. If you know he's awesome, come on, stand on your feet, everybody. If you know he's awesome, you're in awe of his grace. You're in awe of his goodness. Mm. You're in awe mm. of his mercy. Mm. You're in awe of his provision. That's what I'm into. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, God, everybody. Dude, I, your hands. I feel like it's getting me in the mood over here. I'll tell you, I really enjoy it. It's my go-to right Come now. On, say, my what? It's my go-to right now. Oh. Come on, say he can move mountains. He keeps talking. He's not singing. All right, we, we, we got to skip. It's more of a, a like a ministry type of a song there. Do what? It's more of like a ministry type of a song. Oh right? my! Yeah. It's not even singing. He's just yeah, yeah. like giving a motivational speech. Okay, let me fast forward. Let's see if it can sing better. Okay. Awesome. No. Okay. This is. I'm sorry, but this is kind of like the same thing as the other stuff. It's. 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 It's the same. It's the same. Well, that's it's the your same. opinion, and it's right. It's right. You can think about that on your way to hell. <laughs> Why would you say something like that? <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's just a lot of the, it's like Casey and Jojo do gospel. Oh, it's like, bro, I don't know if I'm about to get jiggy with it or I'm trying to throw one up for the old man upstairs. Like, ah, which one are we doing here? I can't tell. I don't know. That's that's just not my thing. I'm 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 telling you, man. I like the old school religion. Give me that old time religion. Yeah, he, he, he said some other things, time. but I mean, that's what I've really yeah. been listening to a lot of lately. Yeah. God, what were some of the other greats? Man, it's been a long time since I listened to gospel. I've been growing up, uh, growing up very very religious. Uh, you know, Sunday morning church services. You know, you have the song service for like 15, 20 minutes, get the congregation to where it should be. The same on Wednesday nights. And then double whammy on first Sunday of every month because that's communion Sunday. Because then you're going twice. You're going once in the morning, and then you're going back in the evening. And when you're a kid, you hate it. No, we went to a terrible church when I was a kid. It would last Mm. like all day long. They molest you? Oh, no. Wow. No. No, they didn't. How bad can it be then? (laughs) (laughs) It was awful, though. (laughs) Oh, wow. We're on one today already, folks. (laughs) What, What made it so bad? It was just last forever, and she was one of those type mm. of preachers that... A was, she? Yeah. It was a ter- she? It was awful. She would just, Ooh. like, yell the message at you. Oh, my God. Bless you, grateful. Hellfire damnation. Oh, think. yeah. Fire Which I don't stone. think is all... Services place it when serves it's needed. Place, yeah, no. when it's, but it was every, no. every Sunday. It was just... I miss that, man, though. I'm not going to lie. I do miss preachers burning your butt sometimes. Like, a good, strong devotional makes... It should make you feel like she this wasn't big. It. Yeah, that wasn't... It should make you feel tiny. 
Yeah. But then you've got these other pastors, like the Joel Olsteins, who are just like, it's so good. Life is good. <laughs> Give me your money. They, they, they preach this, this feeling good message. I see no difference between that and like the Tony Robinsons, the motivational speeches of like the business entrepreneurship and stuff. Yeah. But it's just like with these pastors, it's the same thing, but you use God. But they won't touch doctrine. They won't go near it because they know if they do... They're going to blister some butts and they're going to leave the church and then you're not getting the money. Those churches are hard to hard to find nowadays. Oh, they really are. Yeah. yeah. I saw this one TikTok. It's a hilarious TikTok. This guy's like, uh, hey, welcome to our church. It's a big mega church here, whatever. We saw you out on our camera screens and, our, and we sent our golf cart out to pick you up at your, your car to bring you in to make you comfortable. We got we got coffee upstairs called Holy Beans. <laughs> and then we got a bowling alley out back if you want to do some holy rolling. So, and I'm just sitting there like, dude, he's not wrong. He's, they, they legitimately, it's kind of like, it's like going to a mall. It's going to a mall. Yeah. It's like God's mall. It's like, you can get these rosary beads right here for only $19.99, non-refundable. But uh, yeah, it just, it gets ridiculous. It's kind of like, I thought we were here to worship and learn, but instead it just feels like it's more worship and not really learning, just confirmation bias in a sense of like, you know, God wants the best for you. Well, I would hope so. I mean... Duh. You know, God really hates you. He doesn't like you. You're just probably a piece of crap. You should probably off yourself. It's like, whoa. 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 That took a dark turn. I don't know. But that's just always my thing. It's kind of like I never really liked the, I just, it's the repetitiveness. I got, I get, we get invited to churches every so often. We'll go. But then you get in there and it's just like, I, I to me, I understand it's supposed to be a, an environment of friendliness and comfortability but sometimes it just seems so fake. And yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because I have my own little bias there from the church I grew up in and things similar to where on the surface it's all great, but then you get people alone and they start gossiping and backstabbing each other. And it's just like, mm, I know your types. I know your types. It's kind of like you have that like really, when you go to a new church, you've always got that new member um, inter introducer, introductor. I, I don't know what they would call them like the new member liaison. And it's always this really, really chipper, upbeat, happy woman that you just want to smack the shit out of because it's like nobody is that happy that or you don't have a real job. So you're allowed to be this happy, unlike the rest of us miserable cretins that have to go out here nine to five and like deal with these morons. And then it's like, hey, welcome. It's like, get out, get away from me. Get behind me, Satan. You're not real. You're not real. You're faking. You're faking the funk. Let me drop one F-bomb right now where I'm walking out of this church. I want to hear you say fuck one time. One time. I'm totally kidding. I'm to I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> but those types do get on my nerves. I, I shouldn't say get on my nerves. But I just, I kind of feel thing. it's not my thing. Yeah. But then again, you do want to make new members feel welcome and stuff. It's like, we brought you a fruit basket. <laughs> It's like, I don't know. I just feel like if you want to go to find God, you're going to go find him, you know? But yeah, the bubbly personality is like, cool it, cool it. I'm like Job over here. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to weather the storm. I'm going to praise and love God. It's like, but I don't need this, whatever this is. I don't like this. This doesn't feel right. It feels fake. It feels Joel Olstein. It's like, bro, those are like veneers you got right there. It's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. Some of these churches are just more about being seen. And yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, money. Like it's all money. Yeah. And stuff like that. Right? It's yeah. all money. And the, the sad thing is they can do so much good out there. They really can. You can do a lot of good in the uh, ministry and the community. And a lot of churches do, you know, and I respect that. I have a, oh shit, got the music going again. Um, I respect the heck out of it. I love that. It's great. It's great to see that. But 
Unfortunately, with the good, you get the bad. And there seems to be a lot of bad dominating the news cycles these days with the molestation of the Catholic Church, the these mega churches, the power bottom Jake Shields, or whatever that dude's name is, the pastor. T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes, whatever. Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's to be expected, though. When you put people up on a platform of that level, they've got nowhere else to go but down. But it's one of those things, like, say, like, you're a preacher, like T.D. Jakes, and say, like, you're battling with homosexuality. And let's, I'll be honest, but that's what I feel a lot of it is for some people. It's that they don't want to be, but they are. It's kind of like if you're in that position to where you are fighting these urges and you are the, a, a, you know, the leader of a congregation and you feel like you're slipping, you owe it to yourself to step down. You owe it to them to step down and say, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm fighting some things right now. I don't feel like I am in a good position right now to be leading you. So I'm going to step down for a time until I can get my life in order. Um, because until then, I feel like I'd be a hypocrite. And I think people would respect that. You could still go out and evangelize. You don't 100%, have to be a pastor you, of a yeah, church. 100%. Well, even there, you could say, like, look, I need I need as much time as I need to fight this and deal with this and pray and get right with God. And, and then come back month, a year, whatever the case is. But it just feels like people try and cover this up because they want to live in this glass house of, like, my life is perfect. It's like, look, and that's the thing that I don't like about a lot of preachers these days. I'm not saying that you have to confess your sins to fellow man because it says in the Bible, you, you know, you pray to no man, save me. You call no man father, save me. And, but it does feel like a lot of these people kind of <clears throat> present this inaccurate facade, if you will, facade, um, mirage, I guess is another word for it, um, that they're not fighting or dealing with anything. So you look at them, whether it be subconsciously or not, and you're just kind of like, why isn't my life like yours? Why isn't my life as, you know, less bumpy? And they hide these things. And it just, maybe not hide it, but they certainly don't talk about it that much. But I think I would have a lot of respect for a pastor. It's like, look, I'm right there with you, man. I'm fighting. I'm fighting the the same things that you're fighting. I'm, I'm going through, you know, financial distress or I'm going through, you know, questioning my life. And it's like, I'm right there with you, but it's just like, we're going to hold, we're going to hold strong. We're going to hold strong in this community. You know, we love God and all these things. But instead it just feels like it's a very glossed over thing. Like nobody talks about it. It's like, Oh, everything's just fine. Fine. It's like, I just want to kill myself. Like, I don't, I can't stay being around you people. I don't know. I guess maybe it's because misery loves company and you do have to have a, an environment that's nothing but positive because you wouldn't want a bunch of Eeyore sitting in the congregation. It's like, well, I guess I'll sing today. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just in a bitchy mood today. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, taking it out on the Christians. You got it coming. Actually, it's the Muslims. They've done the most damage recently. So take it out on the Muslims. Ugh, they're over there just raping people. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Speaking of rape. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, woo. Oh, man. That's why we're never going to be on Fox. We're never going to be on Fox. Twitter is on fire as when is it not on fire? <clears throat> Tucker Carlson is setting the GOP ablaze with this, this scandalous interview of Vladimir Putin. Okay, look, I'm not a fan of Tucker. I'm just not. After what he did in regards to his journal or whatever. But I'm looking at this like people are triggered that Tucker did an interview with Putin. I don't. That's journalism. I I don't see an issue with this. But apparently Sebastian Gorka, the uh, that guy's such a nerd. Like, oh, my God. He and I get into it on Twitter every once while when I'm not getting banned. It's not John Burke, by the way. Not John Burke over on Twitter. If you're not following him, you should. You're dead wrong if you're not. It's great. Great content. Great content. But apparently, Gorka tweeted out <clears throat> very subtly that he remembered a time when journalists didn't do interviews with um, tyrants. And so Jack Sobisak, 
jumps all over this. And apparently right now, Jack Sobasek and Sebastian Gorka are just going at it on Twitter. And it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Because for the next nine, ten months, I get to watch MAGA just virtually implode on Twitter. Because guess what? Trump is going to be Trump. And there is no changing that. We've got some great stuff to cover today. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be pretty funny. It's uh, apparently now we like chicks with dicks and Bud Light again. Yeah, it's back on the menu, boys. MAGA said so. Yeah, it's a thing. I got, the, I got the proof. I got the proof. Got the proof. But now we got a great deal for you right now. We've got 20% off of the Shell Shock CBD lubricant and the Shell Shell Shock CBD chocolate. <clears throat> yeah. Josh is holding some up it's right good there. Stuff. It's good stuff. I just Josh had is, it right next to me. I thought you said I just got done using it. <laughs> I just got done using it. It's fantastic. Uh, what, do, what do you like best about it? The lubricant? Yeah. Uh the that it's the silkiness of it, I guess. <laughs> That's so awkward for you to I, talk about. But uh, I like the way it makes the finger in my butt feel. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, come on. What, what what do you like best about it? We got the we got the Shell Shock CBD lubricant. Yeah, that's right. You like that, you dirty, dirty people. It's all Shell Shock the lubricant. Use code. What's the code? I should know this. What's the code? Uh, let me look. I should have the write-up right here in front of me. I don't. 20% off of the lubricants and the chocolate, the Delta bar. Firestart in the chat says the lube is amazing. It is. It's really good. You should check it out. You should. Get it for that special someone in your life. I think I think Omar made the, uh, did you see the graphic he made for uh, Instagram? It's too gay, dude. <laughs> I was like, well, they need it too. Get that chocolate, girl. Yeah. All right, we're done with that. Put your clothes back on, people. Out there gyrating all over the place, listening to that while I'm talking with the dulcet tunes of Burke over the radio. Nah, seriously, 20% off of the CBD lubricant and our Delta Bar Delta 8 chocolate. It is off 20% uh, for Valentine's Day. So what best to get that special someone a little baked? It's code VDAY24. VDAY24. VDAY24 gets you 20% off of the chocolate and the lubricant. I am not joking when I tell you that Shell Shock CBD or Delta 8, even on sex, is ugh, amazing. It is good. It is good. It's so good, good folks. Trust me, I've had sex with lots of people. Lots of people. Asian Carol, Stormy Daniels. I needed more lubricant on her because let's just be honest. It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway and it's very, it's like banging the Sahara Desert. Nothing there. You got to use some shell shock CBD lubricants. You got to do that. Trust me, folks. I know lube. And I tell them, I tell them all the time. I say, you know, it's, you got to get lube. You got to get the lube. <clears throat> it's going to be one of those days. Be one of those days. Just one of those days. God, I miss 90s music. All right, let's get into it, folks. Let's get into the news. Let's get down. Let's get down. All right, the border deal. As we know, the border bill has been showcased to be a very... Uh, we've explained this. I've explained this already, that the border deal right now, this bill was nothing but a posturing bill on the side of the left. They gave us a little to nothing as far as um, negotiating for the border security. And instead, there was a lot of it was like a list of demands. It was like a terrorist list of demands saying this is what we want. We want, you know, 60 billion for Ukraine, 20 billion for Israel. There was a lot of stipulations that basically the border didn't even close, didn't even close. 
It gave the illusion of it. And then it basically, it took away uh, authority from certain courts, gave to more left-leaning courts. It's ridiculous. This thing, from the get-go, when you actually break it down and read the little spots out there, the little pieces on the very, because it was like 350 pages, uh, when you look at the highlighted fields that I, I've been seeing passed around and I've actually pulled up the bill itself, and you just look at this, like this was nothing but a means for the left to virtue signal about how they are trying to work with the right on securing money for foreign aid and closing the border. What the left is banking on, and they know this good and well, is that voters don't read and voters don't care. Voters look at headlines. Voters look at what Fox says. Voters look at what CNN says. This bill was disastrous. So when GOP Johns or GOP, excuse me, um, House Leader or House Speaker Johnson said this bill, bill is DOA, he's right. Like there should be no votes on this. This thing should not, shouldn't even make it to the floor. Instead, it should be sent back to committee to be reviewed. Just no, no, get it off the calendar. It's stupid. It's just ignorant. Now, there are some people that are making the argument of saying, look, this is as good as we're going to get it under Biden. So at least progress in some direction is still progress. Not necessarily. That doesn't sound like <clears throat> any progress. At all. And we've got the strings to the purse. It's like, look, this needs to end. This just needs to end. Ultimately, American people are suffering. But as a result... Ted Cruz calls for McConnell to resign from leadership as backlash to border deal mounts. Senator Ted Cruz called for Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to resign from leadership on Tuesday as Republican backlash to the recently unveiled border deal mounts. Asked at a press conference whether it's time for Leader McConnell to go, Cruz replied, I think it is. Cruz, a longtime critic of McConnell, I mean, who's not been a longtime critic of McConnell? How this guy continues to get reelected is beyond me was one of 10 GOP senators who opposed Kentucky Republicans' re-election bid for Senate Minority Leader in November of 2022. Cruz criticized McConnell from overstaying his welcome in the Senate and playing a key role in the negotiation terms of the border deal. With Senators Rick Scott of Florida, Mike Lee of Utah, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, J.D. Vance of Ohio, Roger Marshall of Kansas, and Eric Schmidt of Missouri backing Cruz's position. I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans, Cruz said. McConnell chose Senator James Lankford, <clears throat> excuse me, Lankford, why can't I pause this? There we go. Uh, at Oklahoma to lead the bipartisan border deal negotiations, which resulted in the agreement revealed on Sunday. That's why Senator Lankford is getting so much blowback right now. When people are looking, it's like, you negotiated this? Like, you suck. Like, did you get us anything? Like, at all? It's like, you just seem to, like, bend over these guys. Like, all right, man, use the shell shock, CBD lube, make it, make it gentle, and take whatever you want. That's basically what it felt like. Since then, many Republicans have expressed their dissatisfaction with the proposed bill, which ties various border security measures to aid with Ukraine and Israel. And also, there's a lot of these things that basically they talk about Border Patrol and things like you got to check these boxes before they release the funds to you. This is also in the bill. There's a large list of demands here. And I feel like overwhelmingly they knew that the right was going to reject this and say absolutely not. McConnell and fellow supporters of the bill in the upper chamber argue that will end catch and release and mandate a shutdown of the border once a certain number of immigrants are apprehended, an average of 5,000 daily apprehensions over the course of a week or 8,500 in a single day. Critics, however, argue that the bill rewards the Biden administration and its Democratic allies for their refusal to use existing executive authorities to secure the border. Here's this is the thing. We said this in yesterday's show. All Biden has to do is reverse the executive orders he's already signed. That's literally it. That's, li we, that's literally it. He already reversed the stay in Mexico policy, but that doesn't do anything because they keep running over. It's not going to change anything. The deportation isn't going to do anything because they keep coming right back. Now, I did see that uh, Greg Abbott said at Eagle Pass now, the border crossings went from thousands a day down to like three. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's just at Eagle Pass. 
That's just with some barbed wire and right containers. Mm-hmm. And some people with some pew-pews up there yeah. watching. Yeah. Thousands a day to three. I mean, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just appalled at this. Anyway, at the Tuesday press conference, Cruz said Senate border deal was designed to lose and that this is a plan Chuck Schumer is thrilled with. The Texas Republican added Congress does not need to pass legislation to secure the border, considering President Joe Biden is well equipped with his executive authority to address the border crisis himself. House GOP leaders also rejected the deal on Monday with a statement that declared the bill dead on arrival in the House. Biden, however, has laid the blame on former President Donald Trump for Republicans' fierce opposition to the bill. You see how this thing's all interconnected? It's nothing but virtue signaling on the side of the left to try and demonize the right to say, we tried to work with you. You didn't want to work with us. It's like, bro, you're kind of silly. You're like, we're going to work with you. So you have to pick your poison. It's like, uh, we choose neither. It's like, oh, well, you don't want to work with us. It's like, you're not giving us anything. This is not, this is a very one-sided deal. And this, again, this is what happens. Democrats eat this up. Stupid voters don't know any better. They are not going to read the bill. They're not even going to listen to any conservative. They're not going to listen to any political talking head. Go out there and say, look, this is the bill. This is what it does. Yada, yada, yada. It's not a good bill. This doesn't get us what we need. They're not going to listen to anybody like that. They're just going to sit there and watch CNN and be like, yeah, racist Republicans, blah, 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 blah. And that's what the left is campaigning on. That's what they always campaign on. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Biden said Tuesday, why? A simple reason, Donald Trump. No, 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 it's not Trump. That, that's, that's everybody. That's everybody. Biden is holding the border hostage for a re-election campaign bid. That's what Joe Biden is doing right now. This is not Trump. This is not Republicans. This is Joe Biden. This is all Joe Biden. It's got his fingerprints all over this. The, the way forward isn't passing a bill. It's number one. The first thing that Congress should really do is strip the EO privilege from the executive branch. That needs to go. The executive order privilege, I believe, was given to the executive branch back in 75 by Congress. Should never existed because you can't create law with it. It's just a temporarily applied fix, if you will. But it circumvents the whole reasoning behind Congress. Kind of like the whole people talk about uh, DeSantis's red flag laws. It's like DeSantis can't go in there and overturn that. That was legislatively voted in. He can't just go as a governor. I'm I'm withdrawing that. It's like you can't do that. It's like it has to be voted on. Now he can overturn previously existing EOs or in states of emergency take control. I just want people to reference that and understand that about EOs. EOs cannot undo already voted in and existing laws. It violates the very premise of democracy. So just keep that in mind. When people say, all you have to do is just write an EO and say, this law goes away. It doesn't work that way. It's got to go through Congress. But this, this stuff right here, this is just virtue signaling. That's all this is. It's virtue signaling. It's bread and circuses. It's utilizing social media to create, fabricate a narrative, and then push the narrative that it's Trump's fault that we don't have border security. Do you think, do you honestly think Democrats really believe that? Do you think Democrats really believe it's Trump's fault? No. I don't think so? No. I think they just go back to the well of just blame Trump. That was Nancy Pelosi's whole thing while he was in office. Yeah. Blame Trump. No, but you think Democrats right now, Democrat voters, excuse me. Do you think Democrat voters? Oh, Democrat. Yeah. I think there's probably a certain percentage that will believe anything that the Democrats tell them. Yeah. So. True. But I mean, I I just just don't. At some, like, 
I just don't think they're thinking for themselves at this point. They're Who just does? thinking Donald yeah. Trump is a bad person. Yeah. If he gets in charge, we're going to go be in World War Three. Yeah. I love prices are going to go through the I roof. I love seeing Gas the mental gymnastics. Go- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love like, seeing uh, the mental gymnastics from people like Eric Adams or um yeah, all these all these morons out there that were screaming for that open border. They're talking about like there's no human that's illegal and yeah. now you're crying in your suit because we don't have the money. It's like, you know, they utilize if there's a consistency, there's a pattern here that people need to wake up and see. Eric Adams, what does he campaign on? Just like Joe Biden, the idea of that there's no such thing as an illegal human being. Everybody's welcome. But they know good and well, they've been in the sector, they've been in politics for a very long time. You know economically that is not sustainable. You were running on a lie, a lie that your voter base swallowed hook, line, and sinker because it briefed well. It made them feel good about themselves. But when it came to practical, you know, reality, being pragmatic about the situation, even they realize, like, Eric Adams got an influx of, like, 60,000 illegal immigrants up there in New York, and what do you do? This guy caves. He caves. Sues the charter bus company that's bringing them there. Goes to Congress to cry about this. You campaigned on this. This is what you wanted. It's hilarious to me. Yeah, and going all the way back to, I don't know, Reagan, they talked about building the border wall oh and God, yeah. securing the border. Yeah. Every single person who's run for president has brought that up in their uh, in their speeches yeah. running for presidency. Uh, speaking of cocksucking, blah, 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 y'all seen Drake's video? Yeah. I mean, his normal rap music? No. Oh! What are you talking about? I don't... Uh, I Was there a video of Drake going down on a dude? That makes sense. He sounds like he's one. Ah, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I saw the kidding, man. I was already kidding. Uh, don't watch rap rather than watch paint dry. Yeah, you had me at you had me cocksucking, lost me a Drake. <laughs> We're trying to clean it up on the show. Um, now, I'd seen something about there was a video of Drake that was, I don't know if it was, I just thought it was clickbait. I just thought it was clickbait. It shows his floppy penis. Oh, you know women around the world are going crazy for that one then probably. So that's um, about uh, Toby Keith, right? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. Toby Keith passed. He was 62. Sick. I didn't even know he was that old. Oh, it's not that old. I mean, 62. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean not so, like an old, old man. No, I but, think it's pretty young to, to oh, know. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. He had cancer, though, right? Huh? He had cancer, I think. Yeah, stomach cancer. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad. Um, it's just, it sucks to see that because, you know, like I said, I was I said this on the show yesterday. You woke up. I woke up yesterday, and I, this was like the first thing I saw on my phone. Toby Keith dead, and I'm like, wait, what? And then you see the stomach cancer, and then you see I saw an interview of him, and he did not look good. He was skin and bones. Um, you know, just the radiation, the going through that. It just it takes such a toll on you, and it was heartbreaking because yeah. I didn't realize it, but that guy, um, his music, he, he himself is an intricate part of the global war and terrorism war. Because that guy, I feel like, did more USO tours overseas in Iraq and Afghanistan than a lot of soldiers deployed. Like, this dude just was always there, always giving. He'd give away free wheelchairs at, like, concerts for disabled veterans and stuff like that. This guy helped out veterans a lot. Um, I think he's one of country music's top five richest country performing artists. He's incredible. But, yeah, it's just, like, every veteran out there... You know, I watched on social media. It's like, I can't be the only one feeling like this. Like, it's, And I didn't know the guy. I don't listen to his music regularly. But he was an integral part of my life growing up. The, uh, how do you like me now? Now that I'm on my... It's just like, it's like a motivational song. I remember, like, that song reminded me of, like, when I got... Um, 
I asked a girl out, I think it was in middle school or high school, and she said no, and it, like, it broke my heart. You know, you're, you're a young guy, and it breaks your heart. You, know, you, never, you never want to get shot down. Um, and I remember listening to that song. I was like, one of these days, I'm going to make it big, and she'll regret it. And what did I do? I did a fat shaming video, and it went viral, and here we are now. <laughs> How do you like me now, bitch? <laughs> no, but it, it's just, it, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It, it's just... What do you call it? it? It gives you a different look on your humanity. It gives you a different look on your past. And it certainly makes you appreciate, uh, you know, the life that we have. Because 62, yeah, that's young. That is so young. I, I think he survived by his wife and his, his kiddos. Um, so many hit songs, so many accomplishments. And I just, yeah, that one. And I, I saw a lot of my veteran buddies posting on social. It's kind of like one of these things, like, I'm not crying, you're crying. This is like, I'm, I'm not crying. The guy may have teared up a little bit. I was like, dude. And normally I don't care. I don't care about artists. I don't care about celebrities. I don't care about us. Like, who gives a crap? It's like, let's just be honest. But that one is just, it was more so the sense of like, there was a lot of his music that really resonated with me at different parts of my life. The, I'm an American soldier. Kind of like, oh, try not to cry. We'll put a boot in your ass. And see it. It's like, bro, that was like, that was like the new national anthem of America after like post 9-11. Before we realized we got lied to, we just murdered people because, you know, oil. But whatever, you know. Need that oil. Got to have that oil. But, yeah. But some good news. Didn't see this coming. Um, This is awesome. Gina Carano sues Disney over Mandalorian firing and lawsuit funded, get this, by Elon Musk. Boom. Do you remember months ago that Elon Musk said that if you were somebody that was fired due to your political uh, leaning or something along those lines and you were terminated, he would help fund the lawsuit. So Gina Carano apparently made a tweet out to him. Elon tweeted out, would you like to join? Their lawyers talked. Elon's back in the lawsuit. Disney. Oh, my God. Lucasfilms and Disney. (laughs) Bro, I'm loving it. I am loving it. This has been needed for a long time. And Gina, she's a very, very sweet, nice person. And she's not one of those that has a lot of, um, <clears throat> there's not a negative bone in that woman's body. Like she'll beat the brakes off. Usually the UFC fighter for crying out loud, but she's a very, very soft, tender hearted person. But to see her take this positioning now, it's like, finally, it's time to start fighting back like this. This is the way. In an escalation of a standoff over a firing from The Mandalorian, Gina Carano is suing Disney and Lucasfilm for discrimination and wrongful termination in a lawsuit that opens another front in the battle for influence over Hollywood that has drawn in corporate America. Carano, in a complaint filed Tuesday in California federal court, alleges she was fired for voicing right-wing opinions on social media and seeks a court order that would force Lucas to recast her, Elon Musk, or excuse me, that would force Lucasfilm to recast her. Elon Musk making good on his promise to foot the legal bill for users who claim they have been discriminated against due to their activity on his platform is helping fund the suit through X. In a statement, X's head of business operations, Joe Banarock, said, as a sign of X Corp's commitment to free speech, we're proud to provide financial support for Gina Carano's lawsuit, empowering her to seek vindication of her free speech's rights on X and the ability to work without bullying, harassment, or discrimination. Lucasfilms in 2021 announced that Carano would not be returning to the hit series after sharing a post in which she said, most people today don't realize what to, or don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And what she said is dead on the money accurate. But this was during the COVID era. This was during COVID. And she was basically saying, you know, 
Why are you hating people that don't want to get the jab? And this is what was the tipping point. They let her go for this. That's I'm sorry. That's kind of like, well, you know, that was it. That was it. It says on her uh, Twitter account says Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucas Films, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts. Uh, I don't think she wants to go back. No, I don't think she would. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's like you made your bed. Says denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. What did she say? She did a, a tweet that even said beep bop boop. Yeah. Like that. And they thought that she was making fun of people's pronouns. And she said, it's R2D2. She put it in her, her Twitter bio and they fired her for that. It, it was like a compilation of a few things. I'm kind of like, really? She didn't even say anything bad or anything wrong for that matter. It's just that the trans people out there, they get very upset. They start killing each other over the, like a basic joke. It's like, do we really want you in the military? I don't think so. I don't think so. He misgendered me. Uh. The suit says Disney required Karana, who was paid $25,000 per episode as a guest actor and later negotiated a one-time $5,000 bonus to meet with a representative of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Discrimination and demand a public apology. Oh, I'm sure that was just fun. You got some little fruitcake named Xavier. He's got his little penis cut off or something like this. I'm the representative of the Fruitcake Association. <laughs> Worry about our feelings. Like, all I have to do is misgender you and you melt. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not subservient to your weakness. That's you. I'm going to make fun of you because you're so weak and you deserve it. Defendants went so far as trying to and convince Carano's publicist to force Carano to issue a statement admitting to mocking or insulting an entire group of people, which Carano had never done, the complaint states. After she refused, Carano was told to meet with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and 45 employees who identify as LGBTQ, according to the suit. She declined and was terminated shortly after from Mandalorian, as well as other titles in the Star Wars universe, including Rangers of the New Republic. Jeez. Carano, she was huge. People loved her in The Mandalorian. Like her character, Cara Dune, people. I I think Mandalorian is probably one of the few uh, spinoffs of Star Wars that I actually really enjoyed. It was pretty damn good. Like uh, John Favreau, I think he's the one who directed it. Uh, he brought, he breathed new life into Star Wars because I'm sorry, after they did what with Jar Jar Binks, like no. Three things, three things in life that are unforgivable. Blaspheming God, being a coward under fire, and what George Lucas let Disney do to Star Wars. Unforgivable. And not to mention what they're allowing, uh, who's it, Warner Bro or whoever to do what they're doing to Star Trek. It's woke nonsense. Like, we just, I wish we it's could get past. It's bad. It's horrible. You have a transgender character. It's like, it's just, it's stupid. It's like, can we just focus on the fun stuff? Can we just focus on space exploration, you know, teaching lessons? But these lessons don't have to be rooted in sexual indoctrination to the LGBT nonsense. And you wonder why more people are growing up to hate the, the alphabet mafia. They have to try to bully you. Oh, absolutely. Bully into sucking dick. <laughs> Josh has fell for it once or twice. Uh, Carano also alleges Disney engaged in a post-termination smear campaign, citing the abrupt removal of an episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls as in which she appeared from the show's scheduled lineup in an effort to malign her. Though the episode eventually aired, Disney allegedly omitted any mention of her name and likeness in promotional materials. The suit faults Disney's termination of Carano as the impetuous for UTA and her transactional lawyer dropping her as a client. Carano brings claims for wrongful discharge and sex discrimination. She seeks a court order that would force Lucasfilms to recast her and at least 75,000 plus punitive damages. Oh, I go for more. Oh. Emotional distress. Oh, it would be eight figures. Oh, my God. It's like you're paying. You're, I'm retiring off of what you're going to pay me. Um, some of us have been unjustly singled out, harassed, persecuted, and had our livelihoods stripped away because we dared to encourage conversation 
asked questions, and refused to go along with the mob, she said in a statement. At-will employees who make up the majority of private sector workers often face an uphill climb in obtaining damages for terminations over problematic online posts deemed to be offensive and in violation of workplace policies. Unlike employees in the public sector, such workers are not shielded against discipline under the First Amendment. On X, funding the suit, Carano added, I'm honored that my case has been chosen to be supported by the company that has been one of the last glimmers of hope for free speech in the world. Last year, Musk pledged to fund legal action for users on X who claim they've been faced or forced to, or excuse me, they have faced discrimination by their employers over their activity on the platform. The offer came with no limit on costs, with Musk saying he would go after the boards of directors of the companies too. Now, you know good and well, Elon's got a hard-on for Disney right now. After Disney, Disney pulled their ad revenue from Twitter over that ridiculousness of him being anti-Semitic, it's like, bro, it's like, you just angered a very, very powerful, rich dude. It's like, do it. Yeah. Disney lost the case against DeSantis. They've lost all self-governance. Now they're at the mercy of the state. Welcome to reality. And then now this, and I think there's going to be, I think they're going to dogpiled. I really feel there's going to be a lot of Hollywood actors that are going to jump on this and be like, no, we're suing for wrongful termination yeah. based upon our views. It's like, if you can't do this to the gays, if you can't do this to blacks, you can't do this to Jews, why is it okay to do it to white people? especially Christians or more specifically those that did not want to get the jab. You know, they could have just written her off of the show, right? Yeah. They could have just killed her off or something like that. Mm -hmm. But Never instead they, yeah. they, they wanted humiliated to her yeah. in front of the entire world. It's a good point. It's a good point. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They, they could have just wrote her off and yeah. not said anything. And she'd have no grounds. Yeah. Nothing. But instead it's like you kind of, they ran their big mouths, your big Mickey mouths, your big gay mouths. And, and, oh boy. Yeah. We're going to shoot the hell. <laughs> and now look, you're probably gonna have to pay tens of millions of dollars that they probably can't even afford right now. You ever suck dick for crack? Because <laughs> when they're done with us, we're going to have to. <laughs> Gorsh, Mickey. I haven't eaten in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What a day. Something. <clears throat> Something else. Good for her. Good for her, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see that. I hit her up. I was like, I'm so, I'm so proud of you for this. I'm so, I'm, it's been a long time coming. You, 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 you deserve justice. There's a lot of people out there that deserve justice from the hands of these discriminatory POSs. Yeah. Normally I wouldn't care, but what they did to her, what they did to everybody, they drug us through the dirt. They called yeah. us all like baby killers, grandparent killers. Yeah, not real Americans, blah, blah, blah. That's why people talk about like uh, amnesty. Like, no, you get no amnesty from me. I don't think so either. Two years, yeah. you demonized us. You wanted us homeless. You wanted us broke. Um, you can go to hell. You can go to hell. There's no way. And they're not backing off of this stuff. There's an article in BuzzFeed that says, here are six things white people say that highlight their privilege. And, oh, my God, I hear these all the time. Here's the funny thing. Make fun of them for them. Be like, oh, well, looks like my white privilege is better than whatever the hell you have because you're still whining about me. And I'm not changing. So deal with it. I saw a tweet yesterday from uh, some Native American dude on Twitter. He's in front of Mount Rushmore with him and his two kids. They're all Native American. You see the back of them. They're flipping off. Mount Rushmore's like, this land was stolen. And he turned off comments. I just retweeted. It's like, maybe next time don't suck and fight harder. I don't, what do you want me to say? You, you lost. Deal with it. Oh, did we, did we bring you into like, you know, a new age of like technology and medicine and care and housing and not shitting on the ground? And I mean, did we do that for you? Oh, you're welcome. What did you do for everybody else? No, you were murdering each other already. You were raping, you were pillaging, you were burning. You were doing the same thing the white people were doing. But then you sit there and you cry victim when somebody comes along and does it better. Just a little bit better. A little bit better. 
Now look, you have highways. You have highways. You're welcome. You got casinos. You can get drunk on whiskey all day and not do anything for work. Get your college paid for. Live on a reservation with free land and housing. Meanwhile, what do we get? Oh, we get to pay for it. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, well, hey, got the marching orders. The call for the Bud Light boycott has come to an end. No, I'm not kidding. Trump says Bud Light should be given a second chance after backlash. <clears throat> Former President Donald Trump is asking his supporters to give Anheuser Bush a second chance after Bud Light's remarks or Bud Light's marketing promotion last year with transgender TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney sparked a backlash backlash among customers. Some conservatives, including singers Kid Rock and Travis Tritt, vowed to Bud Light boycott over its team up with Mulvaney, causing sales to tumble and topple the beer brand from its perch. At the time as America's best-selling brew, which I found to be um, kind of funny and ironic that um, Matt Walsh was like the one that spearheaded this one. And... (laughs) Spearheaded the uh, boycott? Spearheaded the boycott, but here's the funny thing. Um, You know, Matt Walsh, I've said this repeatedly. I shouldn't say repeated, but uh, you know, if you're a DeSantis supporter on Twitter, you can you can attest to this. Matt Walsh was very lackluster with DeSantis. He supported DeSantis, so did Ben Shapiro, but they were very lackluster with their support. Michael Knowles was out there, loud and proud with his Trump flag. He's like, "I'm all in for Trump." Michael Knowles, no, no issue there. Fine, that's cool. I get it. Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh, they were like half-assing their support. It's like, yeah, we like DeSantis, is good, and, that, and that's literally it. So then. What's hilarious to me is that, and they could, I feel like they could have moved the needle a little bit more for DeSantis, but it is what it is. And I don't think anybody should be forced, but I also feel like if you're going to say that this is your side and you, you preach this message of standing on principles, standing for your beliefs, and you don't, that is very hypocritical. But either way, Matt Walsh wants, wanted DeSantis to win, didn't really support him much. Trump's going to be the nominee and Trump is now torpedoing your movement. Matt Walsh already tweeted about it too. He's like, we just going to give up. That's it. That's all there is to it. That, you know, you all not learn it. And he's right. He's hundred percent right. You don't back down on the boycott because they, they didn't even apologize. Do you yet. think it'll save them? What? Do you think it'll save Anheuser-Busch from going under? I don't think so because I, I did see a lot of people that were out there tweeting that our Trump supporters say, I love Donald Trump 2024, but I'm not doing it. Nah. Yeah. I wouldn't make a difference to me whether or not he said, Hey, support him. I drink so, Bud Light all the time. He doesn't even drink. Here's the here's the funny part about this. So Trump said that yesterday, that we need to end this boycott. Trump, on the eve of fundraiser with Anheuser-Busch lobbyist, defends company. Trump owns stock in Anheuser-Busch. He owns a lot. Former President Donald Trump offered an olive branch to Anheuser-Busch on Tuesday, issuing a post on his social media platform calling on conservatives to drop their opposition to the besieged beer company. Trump's post on True Social represents a major attempt at de-escalation and a long-simmering feud between the political movement that former president leads and the mega corporations since April of 2023 when it came under fire. Trump's message also comes as a top Republican lobbyist from the company is set to host a fundraiser for the former president next month with some tickets going as far as $10,000 apiece. Now, may I remind you real quick, listeners of the show, it wasn't that long ago that Donald Trump Jr., on his little podcast, Triggered, said the same thing. It's like, hey, you know, they've given us a lot of money. They donated a lot of the GOP in my daddy's campaign. Maybe we should, you know. This, once again, highlighting the fact that it's money over principles. The cultural 
de-evolution that Bud Light participated in by trying to say we're going to sponsor a man pretending to be a woman is cancerous. Matt Walsh was correct in saying, okay, if Bud Light wants to push this narrative, you're more than welcome to. I'm just not going to buy your beer because I'm of the mindset that a man cannot become a woman. And the fact that you're sponsoring this person tells me that you think they can. And if that's the case, because I really feel this is not so simplistic as like, okay, you're a Democrat. You support Democrat things. I'll never shop. With, I don't, I don't, I don't adopt that. I'm kind of like, no, because I know targets. Uh, I don't, it's like, whatever. We're going to have political disagreements. That's politics. Culturally, if you really sit there and you tell me that a man can become a woman, I think you're legitimately insane. I do. I think you are literally insane. I don't want to be near you. I don't want to support you. I think you're just, you're freaking weird. I think it's wrong. It goes against the very fabric of society and what keeps us tied together, what keeps us functioning. But now that Trump has called for the ceasefire and we see the reasoning why, folks, we keep talking about how Republicans are losing the culture war, how we have squishy Republicans in Congress. This is why. This is why. I don't give a damn if Bud Light goes under. Let their gravestone be a, a vast reminder to anybody else that wants to take that positioning of it backing some tranny that, that sits there and gets named such a heroic figure for chopping off his dick, running around acting effeminate, some of the most beta soy boy energy I've ever seen in my entire... What is this? Do you think he cut his wiener off? I have no idea. I, I doubt it. Maybe he didn't. Man up. Commit. Chop them all off, bro. I think Chop the, it off. The only way Anheuser Bush could get out of this is by them themselves coming out and admit that they made a mistake and mm-hmm. said, hey, these aren't our values. We support America. Here, I know, yeah. But that's mm-hmm. the only... Like, nobody... They, they could give hundreds of millions of dollars to all kinds of different people to try to get their support back. But that will... I just don't think it'll ever happen. Um, they have to come out themselves. They have to yeah. fire everybody from the top down. Yeah. Start over. Mm-hmm. And I agree. G- bring it back to what that, I guess Americans fell in love with the back in the 80s and 90s. Right? Why not return to your former glory of real men of genius? That was yeah. hilarious. Because ultimately, when they made fun of trannies when uh-huh. they like the guys walked into uh-huh. the bar wearing yeah. women's clothes because it was ladies' night. I feel like what Bud Light is trying to do now was shift more to the center slash left to appeal to a broader audience and get away from like conservatives, uh, country people. Because that, those are primarily your, your audience of like, you know, poor people that are going through college right now because they're working two jobs to pay for tuition. You know, they can only afford like, because Bud Light is a piss beer. It really is. I don't care. I was I was boycotting it long before it was even cool to Bud because I just never drank it. But now I think if, if it was me taking over Bud Light, I would simply say this. Okay, we still have some rough waters ahead of us because here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire a lot of people. We're going to make that very public. Say we're having a change in management. And here's what we're doing. We're going to align so fucking hard with the GOP. Because what did the left do to save us? Nothing. Uh, Apparently, they don't drink Bud Light either. Exactly. The left did nothing to save you. So what we're going to do is we're going to launch a campaign to support Republicans. We're going to go all in for Republicans. Now, whether they do or like, you know, privately they do or don't, it doesn't matter. Because here's the thing, you already took a hard stance position. So there's no, there's no taking, I've told, I've said this so many times on the show. Once you cross that political Rubicon, there's no going back. You've picked your side. Now it's you to pick one or the other. And if you choose to try and do the fence riding, no one's going to want you. Hence Bill Mitchell right now. Bill Mitchell, that moron, 
You know, he's all in for DeSantis. If DeSantis, I'm going to delete my account. Blah, 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 blah. Trump gets it. Hey, what's up, MAGA guys? I miss my MAGA friends. Like, dude, you're such a she. Even MAGA doesn't want him. DeSantis doesn't want him either. This guy's like just a straight up grifter. That's that's the that's the example right there. Yeah. So Bud Light, you need to pick a side. Apologize and then go hard in on the right and start making some serious donations. Then you'll bring back a lot of I, I wouldn't say all of them, but I think you'll bring back a lot of people. But the best part about this entire ordeal, quite honestly, is all the MAGA influencers, all the people that wrote songs, everybody that made videos, bore, burning Bud Light shirt, can't piss it, whatever. Now they're sitting there going, uh, crap. Like they're deleting all of these tweets. It's like, dude, because Trump calls for a ceasefire. Jeff Miller, a close confidant of uh, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who built this Washington business during the Trump years, announced on X, formerly Twitter, on Tuesday that he would be hosting the fundraiser. The event is set to feature dozens of members of Congress and Republican leadership, as well as Donald Trump Jr. The younger Trump has also previously defended Anheuser Bush, saying in an April podcast the company donated more to Republicans than Democrats and helped McCarthy's efforts to assume control of the House. Money over principles. McCarthy, they they help they help McCarthy get elected. It's like I'm I'm not I'm not really sure that's something I'd I'd be bragging about. I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, not a lot of people like him. Not a lot of people like the guy. But that's how tone diff, tone diff, tone deaf Trump's administration is. His people are. They don't care. It's about the money. It is about the money. It's not about the principles. It's about the money. And then Trump gets support and reinforcements from good old Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner comes out there and starts flexing his balls. Do you think it's more about the money or more of the coalition he could build behind him? Like the both. more support? Both. 100% both. But I don't want to build a coalition with a company that runs counter culturally to what my side is for. Right. I feel like this This is such a threat to women. I feel like this is such a, a disrespectful position to take against women that's saying that a man can become a woman and virtually replace said woman. It's disgusting. It's patriarchy at its, its purest form, which I think is hilarious to me. It's misogyny. But the left doesn't see it that way. It's like, oh, they're just being themselves. They're just being heroes. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. So I thought that was hilarious, though, to see that. I was like, so... Uh, now uh, MAGA's liking chicks with dicks and Bud Light again. And I'm just here for the ride, baby. I'm just going to watch and laugh. I'm just going to watch and laugh. All the MAGA people right now, it's like nobody, all the MAGA Twitter people, they're not really saying much on this. They're like, uh, like all the big accounts. The Blaze, the Blaze is this, oh my God. Glenn Beck, you're an idiot. Whoever your writers are over there, they wrote an article yesterday. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. They said, the left has Twailers, Taylor Swift. But the right has Cat Turd. Cat Turd's the 2 million Twitter follower account that's ran by a middle-aged, overweight, single dude in a trailer park that doesn't have any original political hot takes of his own. He just retweets other people's stuff and goes them and insults them a little bit. But there's no political depth. There's no political depth. You think a Twitter account with 2 million followers compares to Taylor Swift, who packs and sells out arenas worldwide, you think some fat redneck is comparative to her in terms of influence? We're going to lose. We are going to lose again. I'm telling you. This is the funniest thing. So whoever wrote that at the Blaze, would you please fire that moron? Fire that. I mean, I don't even know why anybody subscribes to the Blaze. Was it a joke? No, they were serious. Cat turd. Cat turd of all people. They're kind of like, this guy's a moron. When Cat turd first started hitting the scene, he's on Rumble. I listened to his podcast for like a few minutes. And he just kind of like, I want to blow my brains out. 
I feel like I'm listening to a redneck. He's like, well, you know, I just, I just don't think about the other day. And I'm kind of like, what the hell? God loves stupid people. Why? Because he made so many of them. He made so many of them. I could not stop laughing at that. I saw that trending all over Twitter. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to lose so bad. You're going to lose so bad, man. It's coming. To pick a fight with Taylor Swift is the dumbest thing. Why? Why? You see, this is what the likes of Jack Sobasek and the rest of these morons don't get. It's like, you should have just left her alone. Because now, she's already came out as a Democrat. She already supported Joe Biden. We know this about her. Now, you're poking her. You're poking her. To the point where, if she gets up, if she gets fed up with enough, she will campaign for Biden. And maybe she does have influence over this election to the point where she'll get a lot of Gen Z women out there who, by the way, Trump does not poll well with women right now. You can go check the polls on that one. Suburban mothers do not like Donald Trump. And so those suburban mothers have a lot of daughters and they themselves grew up with Taylor Swift, who if comes out and says, I don't like Donald Trump, he's a sexist, yada, yada, yada. She could sway a lot of votes. But here's the comparison and why it's so wrong. Blaze says we have Cat Turd. Cat Turd, outside of Twitter, is unknown. Nobody knows who Cat Turd is. I mean, you can see the pictures. Of he's a freaking nerd. But anyway, Twitter is not real life. Taylor Swift is real life. Do you think after he blew up really big, he thought, God, I wish you would have picked a different name? It's a brand. Cat it's, it's, it's honestly, it's the weirdest thing. Like when President Trump like would tweet out the polls or he would share them on true socials. Like the account's name is cat turd and it's comprised 99% of Trump supporters. Of course the polls are going to be in your favor. So you look at the, you look at the condition of the GOP right now, specifically on Twitter. And you're just kind of like, my God, Oh my God, we deserve to lose at this point. Like we're so stupid, but, uh, dog turd, dog turd. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) You you just look at this and you're kind of like, what the hell? Like what? It's just mind-blowing, mind-blowing to me. But, you know, we're going <laughs> to, what, what do you say? What do you say to this when you have people that's kind of like, well, we have we have Cat Turd over Taylor freaking Swift. Gee, I don't know how much those endorsements really move the needle. Personally. As far as Taylor Swift? Yeah. Uh, a lot. You think so? Absolutely. Not I, necessarily. I wouldn't say I, uh, I she's, I, bro, I I think there's a big Gen difference Z? than going to someone's concert and enjoying their music and whatever is a lot different than going home and filling up your gas tank and going to the grocery store. I think you could pretty much uh, pinpoint. I think you're walking where, right back into the same where trap you walked in your to life in 2020. That it went wrong. So, but your I, we'll perspective see. is that I'm talking about Democrats' perspective that do not like Donald Trump. That during the four years of his presidency, when the MSM demonized and painted him as everything. All the massive levels of nonstop propaganda bombardment. Are you telling me that did not influence the left to come out and turn out in numbers and vote against Donald Trump? No, because I don't think Joe Biden won the 2020 election. Well, then we have nothing to talk about because I disagree. I yeah, think that they, I don't think he won 81 the election. million people went out to vote I think if you and said so they voted against Donald Trump, not necessarily you, for Joe Biden. If you just look at the fact that I think it was like 60 something percent of the people who voted for Joe Biden, if they would have known about the Hunter Biden laptop, they would have di- voted differently. Is that. Is that election interference? Absolutely. Just that alone. That's a lot but of... That, but that's that Because he only won by a few hundred thousand votes. In it, certain states, yes. In certain Yeah, it was just... It was a handful of votes that he won by. Mm-hmm. Barely. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily... So That's I, I don't also think, assuming the electorates are going to vote 
with that yeah. though, because you can I still have a state vote in favor of Trump and the electoral guys said, no, yeah. we're going to vote differently. But either I mean, way. But just that, like, I think there was a lot of ballots that were stuffed. A lot I think of that so stuff too. Happened, but uh, yeah, I, Joe Biden didn't, I don't think he won the 2020 election. I think it was rigged. So well, I don't I think still he have to go won. back and think that if you're going to say that Taylor Swift can't move the needle a little bit, I think you are going to underestimate your opponent and it's going to backfire massively. We're walking right back in. Cause here's the thing. Let's just say for, for a brief just, second. Let's I, I, say I for a brief on, second. I run on the border and I run on energy independence. That's fine. Those but two let's things. say, for example, 2020 wasn't rigged. Let's just say it wasn't. And they did have mass turnout. And we want to ultimately, regardless, pull those numbers down, bring in more independents, more moderates over to our side. Do you think picking fights with the most famous artist on the left is going to help you in any way, shape, or form? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Why do it? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. That's what I'm saying personally, but I just don't know that the that needle's going to move vote. I, I, would you like, would you risk an election on that? Probably not. No. There we go. That's all I'm saying is I feel like Jack Sobasek and the rest of these MAGA influencer morons are doing more to work against a potential Trump victory than they are uniting people. Yeah, I think it'd be better to be, reach across the aisle. There you be go. Just I be agree. Like, yes. I want to secure the border. Yeah. I want energy independence. I, I want more money in your bank account. I want less government. Trump's and, team's not doing life. that, though. That's what pisses me off about this. It's kind of like these people, these influencers, you're doing the exact opposite. Attacking Taylor Swift, what has she done? She's in the Super Again, this 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 conspiracy theory that she's going to win, you know, her boyfriend, they're going to win the Super Bowl, and then she's going to get a moment, and she's going to endorse Joe Biden, and that's going to change the election. It's like it's a psyop. It's like that could actually probably happen, but it's not a psyop. She just has super – she's super famous. The NFL is making money hand over fist now. Did you know that the – um. Was it you that told me this? The, like they were up like three hundred million. No, I didn't know that. But I'm talking about the the uh, the uh, the suites at the Super Bowl. You know, some of the suites are going for over a million dollars a pop. Yeah, I believe it. That's that they are making so much money because of her. So the NFL is I, going. I, I, it's always been like that, though. Oh yeah, Jessica Simpson, Colin Kaepernick, uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, that's a common occurrence. But the NFL, I feel, is like really, and especially the MSM, has really hammered on this. Because the NFL has lost so much money to the Colin Kaepernick nonsense. Now it's like, okay, we're making money again. Like, let's really double down on this. But the right-leaning MAGA Inc. types, you're sitting there and you're fabricating this, this conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is going to, you know, sway the election. She very well could. But you attacking her is not going to help your position whatsoever. Instead, you should be trying to woo people over saying, look, come over to our side. But there's a lot of Democrats saying, I will never vote for Donald Trump again. Or I will never vote for Donald I would vote for a Republican, but not Donald. We're going to see. Right now, the polls are also split. We're seeing polls that show Trump in the lead, and we see polls that show Biden in the lead. So we go back to that whole thing. Are the polls real? We're going to say. Yeah, we'll see. Good news. Ronna McDaniel, she's stepping down. She, she's Apparently, she's set to resign from GOP chairwoman. Long time coming. Long because right now, when was it? When's, when's her outdate after? Oh, I don't know. Is even it remember. Super Tuesday? I'm not sure. Uh, but right now, the rumor is the word is it's being reported by main, uh, main news outlets that she is going to resign. And this is from somebody that has done a disastrous job. And oh, here it is right here after South Carolina, yeah, yeah, South Carolina, yeah. But it's kind of like right now, they're talking about the uh, GOP, the RNC, rather is having to take out lines of credit or take out a loan of upwards of, I think, like $10 million. I probably have that wrong because they have nothing. They have nothing. You know why they have nothing? Because she sucks. She sucks. <laughs> Here's the crazy part. 
And this is what I'm talking about. Matt Gates had no plan. Kevin McCarthy, whom I didn't care for, was a he was a money raising fool. This guy could money. He could he could fundraise. He was great at it. Ultimately, getting the RNC more cash on hand to put in the elections they want to like boost out there. And they, what do we do? You get rid of McCarthy. Gates has a beef with him. Ousters him for Johnson. Johnson isn't uniting the GOP. Johnson's not a fundraising fool. He was a virtually unknown out of what Louisiana. Nobody knew about this guy. So now what do you got? You got Ronald McDaniel, who basically, you know, didn't even imply that, you know, Trump has the debate. He can do whatever he wants. Let's him run buckshot. And so you sit here and people are kind of like, you suck at this. And oh, by the way, she's uh, Romney's niece. Yeah, I know. A little nepotism there. Great stuff. Great stuff. So she's going to step down. We're going to have to elect somebody else. Now, the question is, who are we going with? Folks, I'm telling you, this could make or break the 2024 election. You've got to have somebody up there that can strategize that understands putting money in certain races. And of course, MAGA's out there saying they want Mike Lindell. They want Scott, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude with long hair and he helps people. Pressler. Pressler. They want Scott Pressler up there. I'm kind of like, no. Does he have an experience? That's the other thing. Is like, I, no. Did Rona Mc, Rona McDaniel, did she have any, does anybody have any experience That's the other in thing, government? I don't, think so, yeah. I don't think so either. And the thing that ultimately I'm watching for is this, whoever they, if whoever gets elected, whoever's going to run and gets elected, are they going to be a MAGA loyalist or are they going to be a more um, GOP centrist, if you will, saying like, we're here for the GOP and not any individual faction within it. It doesn't matter if you're DeSantis, Trump, this is what we are. We're united. If they put in a loyalist, we're done. We are done. It's toast. So we're going to watch this unfold. Long time coming. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just, uh, for me, it's kind of like, what took them so long? Seriously, what took them so long? That woman failed horrendously multiple times. No cash, like hardly any cash on hand in the bank. Also, Carrie Lake isn't doing well either as far as fundraising goes. I listened to her on Twitter space last night. And I was just kind of like, they were talking about, you know, Trump's potential VP. She's like, I'm not going to say who should pick. It's his pick. I don't know. And everybody's like, well, it ain't going to be you. Right now, the two names that have been floating around are Christy Noem and Tom Holland. Or not Tom Holland. Tom. Um, Tim Scott. Tim Scott, excuse me. I don't yeah. want to keep calling him. Tim Scott. I think it's good. If it's those two, I think he's going with Christy Noem. I don't know. You can do Tim Scott trying to win the black vote. Maybe. Christy Noem to win the women's vote. I don't know. Hard to say. People were talking about Vivek Ramaswamy for RNC chair. You trust this guy? He comes out of nowhere. He's a big pharma, bro. No, no. This guy's big pharma. This guy was all for COVID vaccine mandates. Like, no. I I love this. I love how Vivek can come in there and run. And suddenly he's just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yet not two years ago. He hated Trump. He was pro COVID locked. All this stuff. But man, you know, I love this. People are so easily to forgive others if they just say some of the things they like and yet have no record of supporting it in the past. In fact, the record is it's the opposite. It's like, but he says the things I like, so let's vote. And it's like, oh my God. Like, I, I just, again, America deserves this. Was it the things that I like or the things that were correct? Like he what? was just pointing out truths. Yeah, of course he's pointing out truths. I mean, it's too easy to point out truths. Yeah, but at the I same mean, token, just, like not, you know, when he started running, not that long prior, he wrote a book. I think it has more of an Trump. influence, like doing that stuff rather than like pushing the big pharma stuff and the jab and all that stuff. Well, I don't like when he called out Ron, Ron yeah. McDaniel on the stage and called yeah. out Nikki Haley on the stage. Yeah. I thought he did a good job. Oh, absolutely I mean, did. But it's also one of those things of like, okay, 
So that's one thing he says that I yeah. like, but he says a lot of things I don't like, which is very authoritarian, might I add. That's why when Austin Peterson backed him, it's like he's the most libertarian candidate. It's like, dude, I feel like you're off the mark. Like, you don't even know what libertarianism is anymore. It's like, I, bro, like that dude has got authoritarian tendencies that people will intentionally ignore just so they get their guy in. And I'm kind of like, dude, I don't know what people are thinking anymore. I really don't. So, and of course, you're never going to have like a politician pass the perfect purity test. No. But if you're saying that, you know, in terms of like more libertarian principles, I don't think any of them qualify at all. Yeah, I don't either. So it's like, whatever. But Vivek's one of those guys that he said, did, he talked about he cried when he watched January 6th. I'm like, what? That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying like, he says some things that were popular at that time, says some things that are popular now. It's like, so which one do you believe? He's inconsistent. Therefore, he should have no place. I want to see somebody with some actual convictions and consistency in said convictions. I don't see it with him. So, I don't know. Politicians threatened to sanction Tucker Carlson for interviewing Vladimir Putin. I'm like, what? What? Don't try to find the truth. You're Tucker. trying, to, yeah. You're trying to go after a journalist. And again, I'm not a fan of Tucker Carlson, but what's wrong with talking to Putin in an interview? Isn't isn't that journalism? I could have swore. I could have swore that was like the First Amendment. And also, it's kind of, you said prior to the show, it's like, kind of kind of want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. What are his positions on Ukraine now? What's, what's, is he going to give us any insight here? What, what is he thinking? You know, I'm just, yeah, that's crazy to me. This might be controversial. Hold on. Um, let me see right here. There's a gentleman in here. Um, uh, Dank692 says he cried during January 6th. John, your fake news as it gets. Okay. But I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television. Okay, so one more time. Dang6902 says he cried during January 6th. John, your fake news as it gets. What's going on? This, this might be kind of controversial to say, but I think that when I saw the disgrace that unfolded at the footsteps of the Capitol on January 6th, I, I cried. I was in tears when I watched on television. Mm. It's, uh, I'm, I'm fake news. Do you want to you want to refute that, Dank sixty nine zero two? You you want to you want you want to you want to refute that? Hmm. You want you want to you want to come back and say something else? Hmm. You, you want you, you want to keep debate? You're as fake news as it gets, John Burke. You said things I don't like. Pro pharma. You see you see what he just did? He shifted the goalpost. I proved him wrong on that one, and he shifts the goal. Do you know what this guy's background is? You clearly don't. You clearly don't. You moron. You are a moron. You get proven wrong, and what do you do? Should we open up the lines? Sure. We can can take some calls. Deepfake says that you deepfake that and used AI. (laughs) What an idiot. What a moron. This guy's just a jag off. You're never, they're never, they will never concede to the fact that they're wrong. They're going to instead shift the goalpost or straw man to a different argument. It's like, ah, well, you know, because again, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't come into my chat and flex on me. I will bitch slap you. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna come out looking good. All right, lines are open. Here we go. We got the lines are up. We're gonna take some calls before we end today's show. We got, we're coming up on an hour and ten minutes. Numbers on the screen. Hang on one second. Guys. I don't think that dude's gonna call though. Hang on. They never do. Well, you got a phone call coming in. I got it. You gotta do a text. 
Uh, European Union lawmakers have called for Brussels to impose sanctions on American journalist Tucker Carlson for interviewing Russian President Vladimir Putin. Despite the longstanding tradition of American journalists interviewing dictators of all stripes, including a leader of the Soviet Union during the height of the Cold War, top bureaucrat Guy Verschenstachlachen has called for Tucker Carlson to face EU sanctions for sitting down with Russian strongman. So wait, wait, only politicians get to talk to him. You as a journalist, you don't. Or is it maybe because they're afraid that Putin's going to say something that these politicians can't deny. Or do they determine who a journalist mm-hmm. is? Yep. They go. don't even know what a woman is. So. <laughs> the former Belgian prime minister and strong Brexit opponent who currently serves in the European Parliament told Newsweek, as Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort, it seems logical the external action service examine his case as well. How is sitting down as a journalist in any way helping Vladimir Putin? They don't want to humanize Probably not. Putin? No. It says, I called and defeated you, but then you banned my other account day after. You didn't You didn't defeat anything, dude. You're an idiot. And, and I love this. Like, you, you, I defeated you. You clearly didn't. Yeah. Yellow. Hello, John. Yellow. Hi there, John. This is Clarence. I mean, this is uh, Xavier. My pronouns are he, him, and I wanted to call in and remind you boys that it is Black History Month, and I suggest you be more aware of your white privilege as an ally of the black community and the LGBTQIA. <laughs> Anyways, it is my duty as a self-hating white liberal that I call out and correct your bigoted behavior and language. Anyway, so what proof do you have that the border is open? I want you to tell me right now. What is it, Fox News or something? Come on. What is it? How do you know that the border is open? Well, I mean, there's there's journalists down there right now, literally videotaping them walking across. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Stop being such a xenophobe, John. Okay. <laughs> no human is illegal. Okay. I I want to press you, Black. <laughs> I'm your ally. You understand me? Do you hate immigrants or something, John? Huh? Huh? Also, what are your thoughts on Biden calling Trump a sick fuck? Huh? Because, I mean, Biden is right, of course. I mean, he's better than Trump. And, you know, he, and his trans rights are human rights. Okay. So, what, are your thought, what were your thoughts on that? What rights don't you have as trans? Thank you for your call. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No, what, no, what were your thoughts on Biden calling Trump a sick fuck? Oh, I, think, I think that's the pot calling the kettle black. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 uh, 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 African American. I shouldn't say black. That's disrespectful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just stop being such a racist. Right, right. Okay. Well, I got I to gotta go get out of here. I think you guys should take calls more often. Maybe get some more liberals on here. Hope you're uh, <laughs> D-I-E-S-G score. By the way, what was that song you were playing during the lube? And, uh, what, and uh, what was that song you that's were playing during George the lube Michael. that you were doing? That, that's Freak by George okay, Michael. Okay, thank you. Because mm-hmm. I, I have some shell shock lube with me right now. Oh, I I loved it. I, I, I got to know. Okay. Uh, anyways. Okay. So, oh, and also, I forgot to mention that I just love vaccines. Like, I love vaccines, okay? Oh, put them in my arm. Put them in my legs, my chest, my ears. Put them up my butt. Okay. okay they, they work <laughs> <laughs> that's not hobo. That, I don't think that's hobo. <laughs> hobo, you got some competition in the show now, bro. <laughs> That's fake hobo. That's fake hobo. That's not real hobo. That's mofo. <laughs> That's mofo, not hobo. 
That's mofo from now on. Thank you, Renee, in the chat, mofo. <laughs> I love our fans. I love our callers and supporters. It's They're freaking great. That is really good stuff. Good stuff. Um, oh, my God. And then last, most certainly not least, this is the most hilarious thing I've seen yet. Um, <laughs> Nikki Haley. I don't know why she's still in the race, but okay. Nikki Haley leaves, loses to none of these candidates in Nevada primary. No, I'm not making this up, folks. Former United States ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley lost the Nevada Republican primary to the choice, none of these candidates, and a humiliating blow to her election prospects. None of the candidates took 62.9% of the vote, while Haley came in at 30.8%. The two other well-known candidates listed on the ballot are no longer in the race. Former President, uh, Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Tim Scott. Former President Donald Trump did not participate in the primary since the Nevada Republican Party is discouraging participation in the state-run primary and it has no state delegates bound to the results. Um, instead, the Nevada GOP will hold a statewide caucus on Thursday with delegates bound to the results as explained by Decisions Desk HQ. Candidates who participated in Tuesday's primary are ineligible to participate in Thursday's primary, and thus Haley will not be on Thursday's ballot or eligible to earn any of the state's delegates. Republican voters can vote in both primaries and the caucus. Uh, Tuesday's primary was humiliating blow to Haley, since she is the only Republican presidential candidate still in the race who was on the ballot and could not muster enough support to beat the option none of these candidates. That stings. Ooh, that stings. It's like, oh, man. Like you said before, it's like, uh, I'll vote for that mop over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my a, gosh. None of the above, 2024. None of the above, 2020. Oh, that's <laughs> that. We should make a shirt on that one. Oh, by the way, don't forget to buy your um, Eagles Not Chicken shirt, johnburke.com. Uh, matter of fact, we're, gonna, we're about to put the, put the order in. Yeah. Uh, should be this week, actually. So if you've not checked out johnburke.com, get your Eagles Not Chicken shirt. What do you call Eagles Not Chicken Shit? That's what we should call it. Hold on. JohnBurke.com. Head on down there. This beautiful, beautiful website. If you go to the show and then you go to the merch section, there it is right there. Eagles Not Chickens. we got Tarred and Feather 2024, Hogan and Flair 2024. The All-American Savage Show stays on during sex shirt. we got the Tarred and Feather stickers, eggplants, uh, drinking thing, Hogan Flair stickers, All-American Savage Show cup, mug, and most importantly, the Eagles Not Chickens t-shirt. What are you waiting for? Get it now. Get it now. What are you waiting for? We're going to have these things ready to go. I think we're, we'll submit the orders. This is a pre-order we did. Um, we'll submit this uh, this week, and then we'll have those shirts out to you hopefully in the next two weeks. So get your Eagles Not Chickens shirt. What are you waiting for? Go beat up some 14-year-old boy on a wrestling mat because that's what we do for Eagles Not Chickens. So, What do you think is going on in the Haley uh, camp right now? I, I don't know. I, I you think they're all just, it's real quiet and they're just looking at each other, looking up at the screen <laughs> where like, it says 62.9%. <laughs> when, are we gonna, the above? when are we going to quit and go find a job at Burger King? Because this isn't working. And like, I, I don't know. I, I really, um, let's rumble. What are your opinions? Why do you think Haley is still in the race? Because I genuinely, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that she thinks she can win it. I think maybe she's hoping that she gives Trump a, a, a big enough fight that he'll back her for VP. She's like, who is none of the above? <laughs> and why are they beating me? And why are they beating me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, Brittany Grenier is trying to call in. Brittany Grenier. Really? We need stickers of the pedophile Joe uh, pointing at Ukraine. Democrat paid. They got to lock Trump up. Brown privilege. Deep state. Hoping boobs can carry her through. 
I don't know. I don't know. All right, folks. We'll have to. We'll, we'll do this again tomorrow. Um, all right, let's take the last call. The beep. Yellow. Holy shit! I made it through. Made it through. What's going on, brother? Uh, not a whole lot on my nice long drive home. Uh, love listening to the pop. Uh, found you way back in the day when you were doing your uh, your car rant. Actually, I think my wife found you and was showing me your videos. And this guy's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, no, my wife is more of an asshole than probably both of us. In all honesty, oh good lord! If she's list, she'll hear this. I'll let her know I called in because she usually listens later. Oh, tell her I said thank you so much. I really appreciate that. What's all, What's on your mind? Well, well for, where are you, no, you driving home from work? Yeah, uh, in the Coast Guard. I, I, I'm on, I was on duty a couple hours away from home. I'm on my way home now. Oh, man, thank you for your service. I know we give so, each other a lot of shit, but no, still, we do need a Coast Guard. For what? I, I don't yeah. know, but thanks for your service. We ah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, no, I, thank you. I get it. Uh, we give each other a lot of shit. I got buddies in the... Army and the Navy, and uh, it, it's nothing but shit talking between us. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I get it. Um, what you no, got? I just I just wanted to call in. I've, I've tried a few times. I appreciate. I, I love listening to your podcast, but um, a big thing for me was uh, during the COVID stuff. I was one of the guys that didn't get the jab, mm. and uh, so I I was threatened with uh, discharge. Yeah. For about two years, and uh, I got a wife and kids, and I wasn't able to sleep. And those your uh, rack out gummies were a massive help, man. Oh, that's awesome! So I, it it is a, a huge deal for me. Thank you so much for no, getting thank, those thank out you. there. Thank you for giving us the the <laughs> opportunity to earn your business, man. I tell people it's like. You know, if you follow me some time, I've never lied. I've never lied to my followers. I don't want to do that. I feel like when you do that, you know, principle right off the mat is like you shouldn't be lying. Mm -hmm. But secondly, it's kind of like if you ever want to own a business, if you ever want to do something like that and they know you've lied in the past, why would they trust you? So it was we went through a long time of like, you know, not really having that much money. Like I didn't I wasn't rich when I had that big following it, you know, after they banned me and stuff. But once we launched Shellshock and Shellshock being Josh's idea, you know, I think we did so well because people like John's never lied to us. So let's, let's at least give him the benefit of the doubt and try these things. So when I tell people about rack outs, like, look, I'll even give you your money back if they don't work because we tested those things. We had them specifically formulated for what we wanted, which was for veterans primarily. So the CBD melatonin combo, I don't think I knew of anybody really doing that at the time because we launched that yeah, back nobody in 20, was. Yeah, no, but 2019, we like, we led the way on that and they're so effectively potent that we tell people is like, if it doesn't work for you, which it's rare, I mean, it's, for some people, they don't, they have a tolerance to CBD melatonin, it doesn't do anything. And we will refund you. We have no issue with that. But thank you for giving us the opportunity to at least earn your business. I really appreciate that, ma'am. Thank you so much. <clears throat> no, it, it, that, yeah, no, thank you. It, well, it really has been great. I was so worried about trying them because of, you know, our drug tests and everything. And yeah. when I was on the verge of getting kicked out, my response to a lot of things, and I was still working my ass off because I was trying to stay in. But my response was, what are they going to do? Kick me out quicker? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I was like, well, I'll just try these. And they're kicking me out anyway. So if it, they don't work and I pop positive on a drug test because of them, well, fuck it. I'm already on the way out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I try. And it's hard. Unless you know how the process is, it's literally impossible to pop on a drug test taking those rack out. I mean, there's no THC in them at all. And we also have them yeah, third-party I, I know exactly. So. I know that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But I don't trust the government. I don't trust yeah. 
the Coast Guard at all. Like, I, I trust the people I work with, and God knows if uh, Cegis is watching, is listening to this and going, we're going to get this guy, he's doing that. I don't, that's how much I don't trust them. I, I, I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. I wouldn't doubt it. They're, they seem like, but, uh, I don't know. So just I'm not going to give out any more information about where I'm at. But, yeah, I was about to say, maybe he doesn't uh, say anything else. Like, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah, you'd have to watch yourself because especially when you're in the service, doesn't matter what you say. Even if you're not in uniform, they'll come after you. They will. Oh, um, I, 100%. <laughs> absolutely. But, no, that that's really all I wanted to say. I know you were talking about the Nikki Haley stuff right there. <laughs> I think she's staying in to try to snag a VP spot. So I'll yeah. just go back to the conversation you were having before I called. Josh I think is shaking his head over. He doesn't think so. so. Josh, what do, you think he, what do you think she's still in it for? And Nikki Haley? Yeah. Money. But what money? Donor money. But, so, technically, I She's already it, got a ton of money. That's true. I mean, Maybe she just wants more. But, yeah. you know, FEC laws, federal election uh, laws, though, it's kind of like once you're out, that money, isn't that money supposed to be forwarded? Isn't it supposed to be, I, I could have swore, it's like you don't pocket that money. Austin Peterson said that, you know, when he lost in 2016, when you back somebody else, you send the money to them, you pay off all your debts. Um, because they talked about Ron DeSantis' campaign did the same thing. He had, I think, like 100 and something million dollars. But does it dollars. pay them like a salary to live on because they're campaigning and stuff? That's possible. That is possible. I'm not sure. You know, I think she's there to run interference. And then also, I I think she's a scumbag politician who's all about herself and not her constituents. Yeah. Like most of these politicians are. I just, I I don't know, man. I don't think it's the money thing. She's already got money. Why are you going to put yourself through that much psychological stress? All these people have money. Yeah. But I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people with money always want more money. True. I mean, I have a little bit of money. I I, I can kind of see that. But. I I, th- I really do think it's the for a VP slot. I think she realizes yeah. she has no chance in hell. Yeah. Even if Trump uh, is not allowed on the ballot at the end, even if he winds up going to jail, mm. like I don't think enough people are going to be willing to vote for her. I think someone else will step in. Maybe DeSantis will pop back in and be like, "Well, the the situation has changed." Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different I ways this thing could go between now and then. Yeah, yeah, especially after there getting there's, there's second to, to none to of the above. Yeah. I just don't see <laughs> that's not a strong selling point for yourself as yeah. a VP slot. It's like, see, look, <laughs> I took second in Nevada. Yeah, well, actually, too, like, yeah, I took yeah. second in Nevada to, like, people that weren't even there. Yeah, to nobody. But maybe she is just trying to show up and then get more, make Trump realize how much support she can pull within the GOP that says, like, look, you know, I would bring you more votes than, say, for example, Christy Noem. That's the only tactic I think that she might be taking to say, I have all these people rally behind me, so if you want their votes, make me your VP. Not Nevada. Not, well, clearly not Nevada. It's like, uh, a trained yeah. dog we'd prefer over you. That's, that's how bad it is. Well, I appreciate your call, dude. Have a but, safe drive. the thing is, I can see that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for everything you do. Love listening to the podcast, and I'll go home and uh, get yelled at by my wife when she eventually listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a nice Valentine's Day present for her. Get her some CBD lube. She'll love you for it. <laughs> be safe, dude. Thank you. Nah, she, she already loves it. She loves your, uh, the, the fallout gummies. Ah, so. yeah. Yeah, those things are awesome. They <laughs> are right. awesome. They help people chill. Nice chill factor to it. Yeah. Right, brother. Thank you so much yeah, for the call, so dude. I can see the effect. Thank you. <laughs> All right, be <laughs> safe. All right, folks. Now, I really appreciate that. It's rare we get those kinds of calls. It's nice. Makes you feel good and warm. It does make you feel good when you hear people that are using, you know, rack out gummies. Or we just had a 
uh, good. Uh, yeah, that five star review on Google. Hey, if you want to help us out too, maybe you can't afford it or whatever the case may be, go leave us a good review over on Google. That helps us out or on the podcast. Yeah, too. it really does. But this guy was like, it's been a life changer. Uh, he's been using for over a year. It's mellow. It's a mellow buzz. Helps him get to sleep. So that's awesome. We get a lot of great feedback on the rack outs. Uh, all right, folks, that does it for today's All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate and love every single one of you, except for that one nerd I had to ban early because you see, he didn't cry your fake news. Like, he literally said that, dude. Like, I love people. It's like, you really want to do this? Like, come on. Don't make me do Don't make me get the rough hand and smack you around anyway. All right, folks, we'll be back right here tomorrow at 12 p.m. CST on Rumble and Kick and Facebook and YouTube until they ban us because they eventually will again. Don't forget to go follow my new Twitter account, not John Burke. Or it's a satire account. I'm not saying it's mine. I know somebody that runs it that his name rhymes with Schman Merck. But anyway, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all that you do for us and for always listening to the show. And for checking out ShellshockCBD.com, don't forget uh, the code VDAY24 is 20% off of the lubricant and the Delta 8 chocolate. What are you waiting for? Jump on that as we sit here playing a Christian song in the background and promoting weed. Oh, well. Until next time, you guys think it, man? Have a great day. And as always, it's about time they fired Rona. <laughs>